Hello, welcome back. This is Second Showing. We are kicking off with the classic, the original, the OG, Double Double Toil and Trouble, just in time for Halloween. The one that started it all. The one that started it all. The only thing I remember about this movie is the like truly horrifying. <laughs> no, it's not the full cut. <laughs> the truly terrifying scene where one sister, I think it's like a flashback. I don't think it's our actual our girls. I don't think it's our mm-hmm. MKNA, but it's like <laughs> MKNA as they're like ants Grandpa- or something. Yeah, like- if I remember it, because it's black and white, definitely black and white. And one of the sisters betrays the other one. Is it their is one of the older sisters their grandmother or are they both like their, their aunt. grand aunt, aunt? Sophia, Aunt Sophia and Aunt, aunt Sophia. something. I don't know. So the two women, the two older women in this movie have a third sister somewhere. I that is literally don't know how you got that. <laughs> I don't know how you got there. Where, why would there be a third be, sister? Because someone has to be the grandparent, not the aunt or the, yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so there's yeah, like a okay, secret Elizabeth Olsen involved. <laughs> <I know. somewhere. laughs> They're like Lizzie. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't remember that in the movie at all. I don't remember it being brought up at all. I just remember like there yeah, are two. I just know it's Aunt Sophia. And then I don't remember the other one. Ashley. Yeah. But Basically, these young children, these twins in ancient times or whenever, <laughs> 50s, one betrays the other and the, and the one that gets betrayed who like, it, you know, s- ignorantly trusted her twin sister gets trapped in a mirror for the rest of time. And then I remember like in modern times, her whole family is basically like, we don't hear much from her. <laughs> if i'm to be following this which i, I think may this not is a great me, example like, of just setting up the like natural logic of all mary kate i know truly, truly where it's like, like there's something you just want where's the know. search party like <laughs> yeah. honestly she's trapped in a mirror in your own attic like it wouldn't even take you very long like if you miss her. <laughs> it's truly it's astounding that is the only thing i remember this i i know that eric mccormick Young, oh, young Eric yeah. McCormick, pre um, Will and Grace days, plays hot dad number one in this movie. First ever. Um, and I know that there's probably what does not age well. Uh, I know that there is uh, at least one gratuitous, like, little person scene. <gasps> yeah. Are you remembering that? Oh, my God. I you think, just saying that has triggered in my mind and in memory of like (laughs) the whole rest of the movie that doesn't take place in like weird black and white flashbacks there's like a part where they go to a garage and there's like a weird witch like seance thing happening wait are they separated from their parents in this movie because i like truly cannot handle like kidnapping no i think i don't think they're separated from their parents i think that they're like I think their parents are like maybe out of town, but it's like they what? definitely are with there? like they're like six in this movie. No, they're definitely with like old like adults, but who like aren't really adults in some way. They're like magical. Um, and there's like two of them, maybe mm-hmm. one of them might be a little person. I'm not sure. 
I like that part's not coming back. Are they back on me, a? But like, it's like they're on an adventure. Trek? Like, no, no, no. I think You're they went to like go with stay with the aunt. parents' house or whatever. No, I think they went to go stay with the aunt. Or right, maybe the parents are like out on a date like, night, and it's like an adventures with babysitting kind of thing. I'm not sure. Like we need to rewatch this. But I'm like, I have like a, vi- I had like a visceral flashback, like I was there, <laughs> of them being like in a parking lot, and there's like a bonfire, and like the evil aunt who's famous, the like evil one is famous. Jay, they're twins. The ants are played by the same person. Oh. <laughs> The evil one is famous. They always get the credit. The nice one, she got the nice guys by flying under the radar. The one is famous. Um, and and she's like going to do like a like some. There's like a fire for some reason, and and then they have to like do something, and then like one of their adult like like chaperones gets like turned against them is like under witchcraft or something like this whole part of it is like remembering this so hard i don't think there's any real magic in it i think it's most no real magic she's in a mirror oh yeah okay besides (laughs) like obviously besides the real magic no i think she's like the leader of like an evil devil coven and i was like this is how you know it's from the 90s witches were still being presented in media as bad (laughs) (laughs) oh my god good point (laughs) uh yeah that's i know there's like a scary part where but i know what you're talking about with a grave digger and he's like a witch used to live there and the little girls are like oh he lives there (laughs) yeah they're like doing that math in their head (laughs) um okay so is that all we remember of the movie okay uh we're gonna watch the movie Okay, so we already <laughs> watched it now. We both watched it. Yeah, we're um, back. We are <laughs> back. Okay, gut reaction. Are you ready yeah, for this? Let reaction. me just like throw the spaghetti at the wall. The Olsen twins, not gifted girls. <laughs> Am I crazy to say that? <laughs> like truly, first thing, just like the most top level throughout the whole thing. I was like, okay, so the they're not like talented they no. were very cute honor we're on the opposite sides of this 100 i wrote down at least three times like even as seven year olds there was like comedic timing there was what? like multiple yeah. facial expressions Connor, we'll they get to chilled. It. they're seven years old jay all i'm saying it's fully david lynch if it's starring the fannings that's all i'm saying <laughs> like the whole movie like the whole time i was like it's just clearly catered to be made to be I mean, like really cringy, yeah, knee jerky. But even the editing and the pacing is so strange to me throughout the whole thing. Like it lingers in weird like, places. The camera's lingering, and the girls just look so bored. They're like, <laughs> I know. I wrote that down too. Where it's like, <laughs> we already said our lines. Like, oh, <laughs> we said we our thing. Back? It's yeah. we did our turn. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes you see these little kids. And they get, like, fucking Oscar nominations and all the shit. And it's, like, the Olsen twins are not those kids. Like, they are fully on command. I swear to God, off camera, someone is pointing at them. They're record. <laughs> like, it's painfully clear the whole time. So I that was my biggest takeaway. Do you think that that's an editing thing? Because I do think that they're, like, that they were funny. 
that the point of them is to like, there was like a couple lines. We'll get there. We'll get there. But we're basically going to start at the top. We're going to start at the fucking top. I, I feel the opposite. I was like, I understand why they were so popular. They're very cute and they are like funny. And there have been multiple facial expressions from both of them, which is like, I think of how many just like terrible children you've seen on screen where you were just like, this was a waste of time. They were the worst too. Their acting like does what it's supposed to do, which is like. I disagree. I literally, there was times where I was like, whoever wrote this movie had like a fucking mood. They gave it to Mary Kate and Ashley and it's just like (laughs) flat as hell, like hard to watch. Like there's parts of it that are downright moving. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. Okay, okay, here we go. No, no, no. I know that was my very first thought also was like the whole first scene at the children's like Halloween party. I was like, this is legitimately creepy. This seems like a Stephen King That's what I'm saying. It's like there are parts of it that go in and out. But perfect place to begin the top of this film the bombest kids halloween party of literally all time actual pin the tail on the donkey which i was like shook by that i was like how is it sticking like literally i was like people actually play this game mom is like classic 90s mom doing too much overcompensating was she a mom or was she a teacher i like i thought they were at school yeah, that's a good point. But it seems like they pick someone up. But also, at their I was house. like, who is letting these actual seven-year-olds like with knives like carve these pumpkins like unsupervised like weapons in these children's hands? Well, also, it's like you can tell it's the '90s because clowns are like a thing you would put around children. I was, I was like, yeah, all of these kids are terrified. None of them are having like, fun. Clearly, didn't think clowns were scary yet. Like universally, we know they're scary now. And like at this point, it's like the fun clown, our friend, of course. Well, also. <laughs> So judging the pumpkin carving contest seems like an unnecessary amount of power to give the <laughs> to the clown. Not only that, they do this sequence as they do it, where it's like, you know, Vanessa Jones, her pumpkin. And then it's like the farmer twins. It's like, does this clown need to know the first and last name of every child at the, like we're at the pumpkin carving Olympics or something. It was like very strange that he had their first and last name. Their names are already engraved on the wand. It was pre-decided. <laughs> and I'm watching it and it's like he gets the wand and, and she does like the wand wave. They have like a little sister moment where there's like they establish tension. Right. There's like they have a sister issue. Yeah. They're like, I, we always have to share. You know, they win the pumpkin carving out context. They win the magic wand and they're like, oh, another twin thing. There's not two. Like we both win, but we have to share. Right. And it's in this moment where I'm like, oh, magic is real. The they twins do are magic. the thing. Same. Yeah. Same. And the I was like, just establishing the twins are magic. I was like, did we know that magic was going to be real? I had not remembered that. Now we know moving forward, they do a spinny thing. The clown spins around. He goes, whoa, that's not part I of the trick. Not, I did not realize that um, like magic was independent of the moonstone. Like I also, I didn't realize it was called the moonstone originally, but, independent but like, of the moon. now we're. Now we're pros. Now we're authorities. The mythology of the moon. The mythology. Let's discuss the discuss the lore. Where's the lore of the moon? Yeah, that's true. A moonstone is coming. Spoilers. A moonstone yeah. is coming. But I like like in the in the like predictions of what I remembered. I remembered that there was some magic, right? Because like the ants. Oh, that we knew the mirror. Also, but I uh, didn't realize that there was like 
but I thought that was like crazy, like witch, evil, like someone else. I did not remember that. Yeah. That, the that the girls are magic. They have magic. <laughs> For those listening at home, we have identified the other aunt's name. The other aunt is named Agatha on our previously <laughs> recorded segment. We only had Aunt Sophia actually not even in the movie that much. It turns out. <laughs> and Agatha is definitely the star. Probably could have guessed it was Agatha. That just is exactly what her name would be. Um, What's okay. the actress's name? She is famous. I can't think of it. I have no idea. Um, she's I'm, terrifying. We'll yeah, Google it. Terrifying, but she's also like actually legitimately famous. I know, but we should know that before we're recording this talking about they how we don't know what it is. Now I've like since forgotten. <laughs> you, you take us to the Just next game. <laughs> okay, I will. And moving right along... A familiar face. We got a maybe the only familiar face besides this famous person that is so famous. Jay is Googling the name of them right now. Um, Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman. Okay. Yeah. Very famous, actually. I'm very famous. (laughs) Okay. Eric McCormick is in this. He is looking so fine. He He is is the hottest Halloween dad. Steamy. Steamy. Truly sum it up for me, girlfriend. (laughs) Also, like maybe 25 or something. I was like, when did they have these children? I don't. Oh, yeah. Good point. Well, they're not supposed to be that old. You know, but I, I literally while watching it wrote down. So, you know, they're, they're picking the kids up from the party. They have a dispute about like, oh, we're our mortgage. And mom says we have no line of credit, which I thought was fascinating that they had seven year olds <laughs> and neither of them. There was no credit card between them. But I literally wrote down mom and dad are poor. Very 90s. <laughs> so true. Like, at a time, I wrote down yeah, at a time when, like, we still identified with the plight of, like, the middle class. Like, now it's just like, fuck well, yeah, you. Like, this is hitting so different. They, she must be late. Like, dad's lazy. I, I noticed no mention of mom having a job at all. Yeah. Oh, mom yeah. doesn't Dad work. Dad is not lazy. He is a business owner. He is not lazy. He works for his money. It's just that the his clients can't pay up. His clients can't pay. Clients are lazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That the the laziness and the money is going to be like an ongoing theme. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I did notice that because like. The parents immediately are going to hit up a relative they have not seen or spoken to in seven years. Like, these are the moral center points <laughs> of the film. They're like, I have an idea. The house is getting foreclosed on Monday. What about that rich old lady? Oh, yeah. Which we hates have you not at all. We are completely unprepared. Well, they're just ignoring the. They're just ignoring that. It, I mean, you know, it's like a fucking kids movie. They have to have unrealistic deadlines where it's like in forty two hours we're homeless, and it's like whoa, we have till the strike clocks the clock strikes midnight. A, a, a bank employee coming over at ten o'clock at night to just walk through our house and say mean stuff to us. Another thing I thought very nineties. Mom and dad leave the kids in the car when they go to talk to the aunt. <laughs> Yeah. They like crack a window. I was like, this is definitely this is 90s illegal. kids this where the kids illegal. are like, I'm not coming in. I don't want to come in. I want to hang out in the car, which is my and personal Agatha clubhouse. Tries to give a very unwanted kiss. When I see her. I'm not as going soon in. as you leave, this is the twin clubhouse. <laughs> like, do you get that for sure? One of them immediately falls asleep, takes a nap. I get it. Uh, the other the- one, the wand flies inexplicably from her hands. Toward an unknown man inexplicably digging a grave in the front yard of her aunt's house. This is what's carrying the plot along. This, the, the these kinds of, 
<laughs> yeah, they're in hair magic. Yes, that is what's carrying <laughs> the inside the mansion and Agatha is, I'm gonna say legitimately terrifying. Out like a thing that I <laughs> I'm still struggling to like, maybe I missed a step. I wrote it down here about the gravedigger when the girls are talking to him. He seems unfamiliar with the concept of twins. <laughs> like that was a thing where I was like, I don't know if she's like, is he like locked in a cellar all the time? So he doesn't know because he sees he one and he's like, like there he's you are. Locked in a cellar and he's like, but you were over there. And it's like, we're twins. Silly so again, delivered horribly by the Olsen twin. <laughs> that was me. And he's like, and I was like, okay. So he's like, never, he doesn't understand siblings. That was one thing he seems it's like a, this is where it gets kind of like Halloween towny, like Disney, like the, the grave digger and the sort of like mm-hmm. jitteriness of that. Mm-hmm. I was like the grave digger who um, is unfamiliar with the concept of twins and yet knows absolutely everything about the story of the two older twins <laughs> through absolutely no explanation of how he knows the family, yeah. how he came to be digging this grave, how he was hired for this task, um, how he knows about the witch from 200 years ago or the two with two witches or one witch and her twin sister from eight years ago. Absolutely no indication as to how he's so well informed. <laughs> it's but lore. Is Jay, it's lore. On these twins, everything they need to know to carry everything needs to know. And honestly, like a type five minutes, really. He really lays it out. Honestly, if you like the Olsen twins, maybe aren't doing a great job. I was continually impressed with the grave digger. I'm going to jump ahead to the end. Well, the makeup team. Oh, yeah. For a guy who lives where the sun's always shining. (laughs) Always shining. Yeah. (laughs) You make of that what you will. I'm just going to jump ahead to the end scene. There is a animal transformation moment where he is transforming from an animal back into a human being. And I was the turtle scene. I was like, I, I was moved. Physical acting. <laughs> I was moved. Shocking. Just amazing. I, there's, I was like, there's no CGI in the budget. That is clear. Was he going to let that him stop him from giving a believable performance from turtle oh, to human? I couldn't take my eyes. Off. It was all jacket maneuvering. I okay. I noticed Terrifying. exactly the and moment yet, you're talking believable. about. I, I like, noticed exactly exactly what I'm talking. About. But okay, just to your point earlier about like their boredom. There's a great moment when he's telling them the story. And they say, "What's a gathering?" And then just blank stares. And I was like, they cannot get anything out of these girls. They cannot. <laughs> What's a gathering? I also like, love the establishment of the lore, right? Like gathering is a specific Oh, the elk. Thing. They had the elk joke about the, <laughs> the moose. Elk, the elk, yeah. The yeah, elk, yeah. The elk, elk joke. The uh, gathering is only for witches. Um, this man knows that the witches are going to be gathering, even though... Um, there's I like he's not a witch how did he know about the gathering he hears things there's secrets he works on the property it's unclear everyone in this film it seems to be destitute seem to everyone <laughs> everyone in the movie Except Aunt Agatha. it does I mean Connor it's a recession yeah <laughs> like told you it's, it's hard the 90s he was wearing flannel when he said it so it this must be true back this brings me back to because I just want to say again Steamy, I wrote so hot, all caps, exclamation point. <laughs> well, I do like the way he gives a great performance, a little snotty, you know, a little uh, uh, snappy performance when they're asking for money. But I thought it was very appropriate. Like, it was scary to me as a person in my 20s that they, like, 
from they go into the house and there's very daunting very scary music and you know it's because she's fully asking this woman for money and i was like this is fitting like they're like oh no like here we go like so dreading it evil woman is gonna like say something mean about his like company that he's working really hard on i know i know tear him down. But I will also say, I think the music was spot on throughout the whole movie. The first scene at the Halloween party, I was like, whatever this like creepy Harry Potter, like score that's going on in here is really setting the you mean entire when he says- tone. Not just for this movie, but for all children's 90s <laughs> Halloween movies. Like this is the tone. When he opens the movie with, um, this is based off a true story. Maybe. Haha. I was like, I don't, I miss the joke. I don't, I, I blocked that part out of my brain. I'm just talking about the music. But I do. I also want to point out in, again, we're in this like moment where he's telling them the story. The parents are inside asking for money. He's telling them the story of like the ants and somebody, whatever. And it's interesting to me. He's like a really evil ant lived there. 200, uh, you know, uh, ant, a really evil ant, a really evil it's witch with, lived there, you know, 200 years ago. She left behind her moonstone. She, she was burned at the stake and then her house. And I was like, so we're just like on team burned at the stake in this movie i'm noticing yeah like she was evil witches get burned yeah very (laughs) 90s like witches are bad it was like that was was so so crazy also through um the through literally everything evil cloris leachman said (laughs) just like random stuff where it was like this is not based in any sort of like witch like knowledge or history or like mythology or anything. It literally was just like, I take cold baths. I eat spiders, like bad stuff. I love it. Being evil. The there's best. a moment and where she's like, so like complex motivation get- to her. She's just like, I love being evil. Being evil Full rocks. At one point she literally <laughs> says it's the best. It's the best. And, it's and it's like, like you know what? Evil. She is not interested in examining that. Just put she the She connected with she me in that, that moment when she was like, it's the best. Like, I do what feels good like because she's fucking hard and Aunt Sophia's fucking soft Aunt Sophia also (laughs) trapped in the mirror yes for sure also trapped in the 1970s I think definitely a time machine vibe her whole the lighting Mm -hmm. I see you yeah for sure for sure the dress mostly okay so this takes us to we jump to a flashback right some valuable yeah, no, it's just like the seven-year-olds that live there one day eventually are just going to be like, I heard there's like an all-powerful thing. I'm not busy. You're not busy. Let's like <laughs> look around. So that's what they do. And in this moment, I'm realizing why I remember this movie being scary. The black and white and they're in the attic and they're each split up alone, like looking around. I was like, okay, spooky. Honestly, there Sorry, is a kid. So the scene where... Um, the Agatha twin, I guess, turns around and is like, has this like truly crazed expression on her face because she's like, sees the moonstone floating in the mirror. I was like, this is scary. This like seven year old. What movie did you watch? They're garbage actors. (laughs) They are literally so bad. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm just like, she's like, it It was like in on it. Music did swell, I guess. Credit to the music, you guys. It It was scary. It's, 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 it is where she like figures out it's trapped in the mirror and stuff. And then this twin is evil. Like this twin is going to be evil. This now is the most memorable moment of the movie that we discussed that I remember before I rewatched it, where she has the opportunity to share the information that she's found this magical thing, which like 
I guess makes sense if they inherited the house, like if the original witch was burned and then it was like, but keep the shit in your family. Yo, you work hard for your coin. So like pass that shit along. Like how witch burned. That doesn't seem like the way that works. So it's like the people that bought it just were like, we heard there's magic shit here. Anyway, regardless, I'll never get over it. It doesn't make any sense. Someone would have found that shit, but whatever. Especially like a giant emerald. (laughs) But she has this opportunity to share it with, her sister and she doesn't she decides she's gonna lie and she never found it and you're like okay i guess this is just gonna be like the lifelong dynamic which it essentially is right like one of them becomes really bad and like obsessed with power one of them stays sweet it's unclear if the second one learns ultimately that she has the moonstone until she gets cursed it's legit unclear but what we do know where's it around her neck so what well, we do it. know. So there's really kind of no reason to hide it. <laughs> it's unclear, though. It's like they don't even mention it. It's like we know there's this betrayal when there's children. And then she casts a spell on her to put her in a mirror literally 50 years later when they're old women. They're not young women. <laughs> of course, we do. Women. <laughs> and also, this is when we establish the idea that, like, um, they don't want to be twins. That, like, not only are they, like, annoyed that people are making jokes about them being twins, but that, they, but that there's, like, a history of twins, like, actively... Wishing that, like, feeling for each other. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know if she know, like, if she's in on it, if she feels bad, she didn't get shared with the moon drone. We don't know. What we do know when, once Anne Sophia is banished to the mirror, she disappears for seven years. No one in her family cares. Nobody's bothered. <laughs> Nobody's looking for her. That's one thing we absolutely know. Mom, at one point, like, sort of like brushes through this. She met a man. Of course, she like left with a fella. I couldn't get over that. I was like, again, so like, 90s. They're like, this is believable. That she forsook, forsaken every connection, you know, every familial, every relative. Nobody heard from her again. She met a fella. You know what happens? You know how girls be. They lose their minds. They run off. She's off with her mans. You know what I mean? She's and still the, the good one. <laughs> the entire family is like, yeah, you know, you know. George, that guy, George, you remember him. Uh, Never met our kids. She didn't come to my wedding. We don't know her. It's it's full crazy. So the girls, uh, you know, they come out of their flashback. They're back to 90s MK and A. Mom and dad come out. The parents talk about how they're fighting, whatever. It's hard to be twins. And they come up with this idea. They're basically like they don't even come up with the idea. They they just kind of say out loud if aunt Sophia were here, she'd give us the money. <laughs> and it's like, here's someone who they've already said, we don't know where it's she is. We're not worried family. about it. Yeah. We don't look for her. It's I've literally never thought about it again until now. Cause she, she made these cookies. She took her man's and she has never She's cool. to us again. <laughs> but now they're like, if she were here, she would give us the money. That would be tight. And at first I'm like, damn, these shitty fucking parents aren't even. And they're like, literally their mind is going to that place. And then cut to into the girls' room after they've put them away into bed. And I realized, oh, that's the premise for the whole movie. So that's just the motivation because the girls hatch the same plan. They say, we have to get, if we free Aunt Sophia, she'll give us money, which is like, now I'm, it's like clicking with me that like, okay, this is a like propelling like part of the narrative that they like need money reason we know anything about where aunt sophia is that she's even savable that she isn't just like chilling in the bahamas with her man's like not speaking to anyone is because the grave digger has told us that for somehow he knows aunt sophia is trapped in the house 
I mean, there's even a heart wrenching part when Agatha goes up and like, like, you know, reveals that she's talking to the mirror where she's like, I knew someday they would come because they come to visit to ask for money for the first time in seven years. And Sophia's like, finally, I knew (laughs) after seven years. And it's like, not even girl, not even until they're like, you know, she would be a funner rich aunt to have than the rich aunt we've got. Got Let's go free her. That's the full entire sets the entire plan into motion. They, they hatch this plan that we're going to, we're going to run away tomorrow night. We're going to dupe our parents, ditch them. We're going to go get Aunt Sophia. And I'm watching this. And one twin actually suggests my original suggestion, which is, yo, mom and dad, we think there is a 100% <laughs> person being held against their will. And we know where they are. <laughs> and they just mock the whole idea. Oh yeah, mom and dad, like that's a good idea. Let's tell mom and dad. And I'm like, children are watching this right like this is a movie for kids but this is like a classic 90s movie like trope right like um home alone or like literally any disney channel movie where it's like no we the kids are smart and parents are dumb they, don't, they and just we don't have understand. to solve it we are gonna get together and solve it with the power of imagination and are like yeah And And it's like, like, not only that, but like, let's absolutely lie to mom and dad, not tell them where we're going, not even come up with something, the information that we, it's like telling them is a very bad idea. This movie (laughs) tells the children of America sharing anything with your parents. Nothing good's going to handle the truth. But it's like they clearly have some grasp of how serious it is what they're doing, because they literally say to their dog, if we don't come back. Take right. care of mom and dad. And it's like, at what point are you now? You're at the part where you're like, this, this, this could, could be the us. mission that takes us out. <laughs> this could be our last mission. Take care of mom and dad. Look out for us. But also like, they won't, they're not going to get it. Let's, we don't need to bother them. It's like, it's so it's insane. not big enough to involve them, but we should have a contingency plan in place if we die. Yeah. If, in case we literally die. Uh, okay. Moving right along. The kids are in the car. Uh, or I guess we skipped over this part. We but we do on see a major player on the way home to yeah. the house before we find out that we're broke. We do see someone who becomes important later. Can we just like spend five minutes on this? Because I don't even know. It's like first of all, it's very triggering to see them just be like rude to service people. They're yeah. just like, and just the whole thing is so problematic. I don't even know how to venture into the territory. It's like they've hired this, or they didn't. They didn't even hire really. They enlisted his, they enlisted to help him. He is a person who doesn't work and is like imposing on them in order to try and like take their money. Take their money. And there's like, and then they give him the the kindness of their tiny twin hearts. They give him their holiday candy and he is unappreciative because it's not the kind of holiday candy he likes. And it's not worth anything. And he's like money grubbing is like essentially the only character trait that they bother establishing with this character. Is that he's solicitous and money grubbing. (laughs) Right. So we've seen him once before. He's watching their window on the way back. But after they hatch this plan, after they skirt their parents, they pay the kids. Really quick, while they're skirting their parents, I do want to just go ahead and mention that the way that they get away is they duck out while Eric McCormick is laying a Fat make out, fat make out. I'm so glad you mentioned. I'm so glad we didn't skate by. I was clocking that at like 20 seconds. It was of a, making out. There was tongue. 
For it sure. was crazy. <laughs> and you know what? That's how you lose your kids. Don't be <laughs> horny out there, dads, you fucking creeps. Listen, That's how your listen. kids fully married to Eric McCormick in what I did not know until tonight was his full prime. <laughs> oh, it prime. Truly. So he, hot. I've ever seen him. I was like, what can she do? She's only a woman. He just came for her in the middle of this driveway and now the kids are gone. Like your children have disrobed, fully changed clothes with other children that they don't Mm know. One of which is an Asian child, a fully black haired Asian child, not an Olsen (laughs) twin. It's like they're not paying attention. But once now they're on their way, they've they've lost their parents, you know, (laughs) no one's fault but their own. And they come across this man again under the bridge. I'm realizing as I watch and they go along and they sort of collect this band of characters that it's fully a movie about like white middle-class girls befriending the seedy underbelly of their white suburban town. Yeah. And that seedy underbelly, uh, underbelly includes like these minorities and groups of like people that are supposed to be depicted as just like so downtrodden that they just like like just pitiful characters they're like a cast of pitiful characters that like what were they even doing before mary kate nashley came along and like put a little adventure in their life yeah but they come across this cute little house there's a weird ass scene here too that sort of involves a differently abled person and is like sad and strange, sort of. He never leaves his home unless, you know, they run into, of course, there's a very sort of like wizard, like a Wizard of Oz thing happening where it's like mm-hmm. everyone that they've already run into in their regular lives, you know, the guy washing their window, the clown at their Halloween party, the gravedigger at their aunt's house, like re enters the story to help them. Like everyone they've met in the last 24 hours is valuable to them just through. Uh, sheer coincidence basically mm-hmm. so they come across the guy who was the clown the scary clown at the halloween party and uh he is so fucking stylish can i just say i was like the 90s like he was giving me very like uh mr taylor vibes or what is the hot teacher who rides the motorcycle on boy meets world is the same mr taylor turner mr mr turner, turner. it was like hot mr turner style well, and I was it. like, you're telling me this little person doesn't leave the house without it? And hell no, this guy is cleaning up for sure. This guy was like the little person on call in the 90s for sure. I recognize him. He's got a famous face. Familiar face He's number two. He's got a famous IMDb page. He's in Familiar himself. face number three after Cloris Leachman and Eric McCormick. <laughs> this guy killing it. Cute little house. They have an absolutely bizarro, insane encounter with him when they just waltz in. They just wander so into the house. Truly, I wrote that down too. I was like, just so rude. You can't just like, walk into people's houses. Hi, we're lost in the woods. That's our stranger adult friend who's accompanying us, who waves from the window. The little person has the only reasonable reaction, which is, what the hell? <laughs> Literally, what the hell? But he launches into this insane, sad, like, being a little person like I can't have a normal life. So I just stay here at home hidden in front of this mirror that makes me look tall. And I just, it, to me, it was like a way of positioning this very real condition that many people have in the real universe and that you see in your real universe as this like otherworldly hidden, 
Like he's so grotesquely yeah. disfigured that he's like the fucking hunchback of Notre Dame and he hides himself away in the woods because why wouldn't he? Because no one understands. And I was like, again, this seems very 90s and like not the way we should be doing this, you know? There's like a blank part for me that maybe you can fill me in on, but like, you know, they flash back to the parents. The parents are clued into the fact that they've been duped. They've been given the slip. Mm -hmm. These kids aren't their kids. After what seems to be an entire night of following these parents around and getting candy, and the kids take off the mask and say, Can I know they haven't spoken to their kids a single time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, these kids are missing too. Never you mind about that. We don't waste any time on that. That these kids' parents are like, Where the, what the fuck? It's I know, where two abducted kids' parents think they are? Because it's like the twins didn't go take yeah, their costumes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But never you mind about that. They interrogate the kids. They can't figure it out. These parents belong in prison for sure. <laughs> Eric McCormick is so sexy in this movie that his wife is completely distracted just unfit truly unfit yeah it's bad it's not great also i mean the bankruptcy no line of credit it's not really looking great for eric <laughs> mccormick <laughs> in general in general it's not it's not looking great but so they load up back at the you know i forget his name oliver the clown uh, oh god gary the clown something back at his house yeah the the four of them load up in his tiny car and they set off for a gathering. And it's like, I get that they all get dressed up and face painted and head downtown, but I miss the part where like, how did we get there? Who knows somebody? How does someone know somebody? We're just so like on our the, way in the um, mirror ball in the, um, they go to the witches, the, uh, to the like psychic and in her crystal ball, they see where the gathering is going to be. So like, once they there. meet up with our friend, he just has wheels. He yeah. doesn't know. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, they go to the gathering. I would and just they like to do say at this point, at this point in the movie, for a movie that is about how unfortunate it is to be twins and how much you need your individuality, they have made zero effort to tell you which twin is which, like which one is. It's kind Lynn. of a running joke, but I also notice which one is Kelly there. Which they, one is they have very not, 90, very 90s names, by the way. I appreciated that. You have no idea which twin is which at this point. They have no distinguishing characteristics. Yeah, that's true. They have no distinguishing characteristics. It's so true. <laughs> that's so funny. I, Until they split up, they don't really they don't give them individual names. They're but just I like, do notice at this point, before they sort of like gear up to go in, they pass the wand to your turn, she forth. says. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of interesting if they're doing that throughout the movie. Like, that's a thing that's like, that you know, they're share. sharing. Ultimately, this is a movie about sharing. Let's just, that should have been one of our high level revelations here. This is Definitely. a movie about sharing. Sharing's good, not sharing's evil. Family found and Right, but they, they go in and they pull 100% out of the um, Ben Kenobi book and do a, these are not the droids they're looking for. Literally, they're not on the list. They know no one there. They wave the wand and say, we belong here, whatever. And he's like, go right in. And I'm like, oh, that's just a cliche. We recognize, appreciate it. You know, she's got the wand. Why she's work through the loopholes if you can just magic is the solution. How did they get in? <laughs> How did they know where to go? Magic. How did they get into a party? They're not invited to magic. It works for me. I know it's it a works for you. Movie. It, there was magic in it. It works for me. I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. And, and it was like, the girls have to be the ones like solving the problems. Cause the kids are smart and the adults are dumb. Right. Which is a good lesson to teach. Your children. <laughs> Don't trust adults. 
uh, and lie to them at literally every possible opportunity. <laughs> um, but once inside, there's like some kind of funny moments where like he's asking for administration dues. You know, yeah. he mentions yeah. that their pumpkin order didn't arrive because of the pumpkin truck. Notoriously yeah. reliable guy. Didn't yeah, show up. Notoriously That's reliable. kind of a funny circle around. There's been a new birth of a goblin. a goblin. Yeah, they do a whole thing that's sort of like if you left your lights on in the parking lot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I thought it was um, I thought it was funny. There's a I barbershop quartet that's like vampires that I thought yeah. was kind of funny. And they do a couple like, what's your favorite recipe for? And it's like a potion thing. Mm-hmm. Again, all super 90s. Super 90s. like, I keep saying Halloween town. It's just like that sort of like that's we're cool. embracing the full cheesy plastic Walgreens witch version yeah of cool. this and like leaning into it that's what it it was Very to me. sort of like suburban witches vibe i did think it was interesting that um like cloris leachman has leaned full into the like cobweb dress like scary yeah. lipstick she's hair got, black like, dyes her hair she's got honestly like fashion claws with really her, fashion. Like, dark red really i was like fashion. it's so funny what she just is, finished like, him in the car too i know i know I in the like, car on the way cry. over she mentions she doesn't pay her butler that's important you don't know why she's like, I don't pay you at all. And you're like, that seems like a strange setup. Something's been up with him from the jump. Remember that. True, we come back true. to it later. Um, but I do think I was watching her paint her nails and I clocked that as like another um, instance of like, oh, things that like were bad in the 90s that are now just like straight up good. Like long Oh, nails, like she's evil because she has like claws yeah. on. Yeah, you're right. Totally a cue. Totally a cue that does not hold up. Okay. So at this point, they're like, she knows we're here. They're getting, you know, ID'd, basically. They're in trouble. And what I thought was, I'm not even, I'm not kidding at all. I'm I'm not exaggerating. The most sort of like convincing and engaging part of the movie up until this point is when our friend, and I wish I could remember his name, Oliver the Clown, pulls a full Andre the Giant moment. I said that and does a like pure princess if i had an infinity cloak yeah and it's so effective and i'm watching this scene where he's like you know he's on um mr n's shoulders which Mm -hmm. again he doesn't even get a name it's like they call him by an initial and the initial is n it's It's just like i I know it's like yeah yeah. one thing um it's yeah it's brutal but he's on his shoulders and it's like very i'm like okay this is like a movie now like what's going on they do a whole and i'm just sitting there like this guy is performing his ass off you know what on the imdb page he has one piece of trivia and it literally says known for his raspy voice and i was like yeah so yeah yeah. he pulled it out in that scene truly earned earned Mm -hmm. agreed so They're like, he does this whole convincing thing with her that's like, give me the moonstone and I'll make it twice as powerful. There's no like price to you. Absolutely like no cost to like, you. Um, yeah, literally the line, I've been hoodwinked is uttered. So you know it's that good. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> the scam is that hot, okay? Mm-hmm. He gets the gemstone off of her. They all flee. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, the whole gathering goes out after them. The chase is on. The four of them have the moonstone and the magic wand and they're together. And the rest of the gathering is like spread out in this like industrial park. Yeah. Abandoned warehouse situation. Here's where they get full stupid. Here's where it's like, of course, they have to make it hard. Right now they're winning. All they have to do is make it back to the house, which they have a car. All they have to do, 
is make it back to the house, do a little dance at midnight. You know what I mean? But they decide to split up and make one of them vulnerable. One of them to make an escape. One of them, each of them gets an adult, which I don't especially know why that's helpful. Really. I guess I would take the adult with the car, but (laughs) one one of them takes the moonstone threatening to leave (laughs) and rob me. Yeah. One of them takes the moonstone. One of them takes the wand. The moonstone is obviously the high value piece in this whole movie. The wand is the only thing that literally performs magic and gets you out of hijinks. So it's like, I don't know. I think she got the good end of the, the, the long straw on that one. But this is the part I like truly want to talk about because I was like, this is insane. There's a whole next segment of the movie where you're completely alone with one sister and she's trapped in the boathouse, which by the way, the getaway scene is like so hilarious and insane. They're not even running from them. They don't appear to pose any real immediate threat. There's no urgency. They sort of walk up the stairs of this boathouse and they're like fully throwing distance from the ant as she chases them. And it's like threatening them. For some reason cannot walk up the stairs. There is. She doesn't walk up the stairs. She just says, you're trapped in the boathouse. Ha ha ha. They get up there. They say, oh no, we are trapped. Right. Mm. And it's like, go in there and get it. Like it's over. <laughs> They're not even running. They didn't run very far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's there's a great scene of just how bad these twins, these girls are of her just kind of walking <laughs> one foot in the other. And I'm like, is this an outtake of them getting to the top of the stairs? Like there's no honest, urgency. I, I was just thinking to myself, like her legs aren't long enough to get her up in these stairs. It's <laughs> just like the whole like, thing is slow and strange. But from this point on, it, the whole thing is so David Lynch to me. The whole thing is so crazy. The The guy the, comes down. The her, whole point where the twin, where um, I think Kelly, I think, is the one that is like, she's trapped yeah. in the boathouse yeah. with um, Mr. Ant, is like, is truly scary. She Like, he is no help. She is alone for a lot of it. She's like having to run. And she's when he goes down. Like, confront people. And when she, he goes down to try to negotiate a way out of it, he gets literally like full Professor McGonagall, like transformed, yeah. transformed, transfiguration. Yeah. <laughs> and turned into a girl. It's legit like scary. And then it's like now she's just a full seven year old locked in the boathouse. There's a swarm of like evil people below. And if that's not scary enough, Cloris Leachman does this. She takes on the persona of the good aunt of Aunt Sophia that's trapped in the mirror and does this bizarro crawl up the stairs so scary about how she just comes out. They'll be a family and they can finally be together in this creepy like giggle. Mm, it was awful. And I legit was like, this is feels like a different movie. Just uh, first of all, I think because they're apart. It's strange because it's like, oh, this is like not just a com- like comedy thing where it's like they have like a a bit and they do it back and forth. But this is like now there's a character who's been abandoned by the other character and she's just like going to get caught like it's over for yeah. her. Yeah. And she does this like overly lingering, like I'm thinking I'm thinking face before she like figures out that it's not Aunt Sophie. It's actually Aunt Agatha. Tricky but one. I gotta say, like, I know that you think she's terrible and I think she's the kid, but it's like, I, I, she seemed scared. 
I was like, this is girl. Even kids have to be, have a little fucking chops for some credit. And there are kids that do. They're like literal children with Oscars. These kids are bad. They are bad. They were cute as hell. She's seven though. She's not three. She's not on full house. You know what I mean? Like it's bad. And honestly, I'm not even blaming the girls. It's like, there were people there to direct them. There are people that edited this movie. It's crazy, awkward and strange. The whole thing is so forced, except this weird ass segment in the middle where it's just like Cloris Leachman show and she is shining it's fully scary she does like the full 70s frock when she's like in- imitating the good aunt it's it's creepy and of course ultimately they get up there and in again another really scary moment when she runs down the steps into what she thinks is the arms of her friend Mr. N and it's the butler it's and Agatha's butler picks her up and in sort of like walks into the light and shakes reveals, her. Picks yeah, her up and it's like scary. Her. And yeah. again, you're like, this is a little kid. These are all adults. I hate everything about this. This is just <laughs> yeah. a kidnapping movie. That, that, that was definitely a scary segment for sure. And then it's, and then it shows you kind of what the other twin is up to next. And she and um, the fantabulous clown have like kind of gone off towards the house. So they've gotten to the car and they are in the car headed towards Aunt Agatha's mansion. And this is when the cop stone. sees them. And this is when the cop sees them. And she's like, hmm, missing child. That sounds familiar. But let me go make sure before I can just let that child get right out of my sight. Just let her right out of my Who sight. Who knows where she's going? Who knows where she's going? Later. May never see her again. Could this be the only opportunity to safely retrieve that child and return her to her family? It could be. But I still have a question for them that really outweighs the urgency. Oh, but also we've skipped ahead just a little bit because they don't know how to get back to Aunt Agatha's house. And so they have to go where the sun always shines, which happens to be a billboard of of Las Vegas, where we hook back up with maybe the best actor in the whole thing, except for Clarence Leachman. Girl, those are your opinions. Oh, my God. The great bigger. Too afraid to be left alone in his house alone in the dark. They cut the lights. They say you got to either stay here in your home where you live with the lights out or come with us to the place they've already said is like the most terrifying. You'll never go back to that house, whatever. He obviously agrees to go with them, help them out. That's what he does when. So at this point we have, um, I think Lynn is the twin that has the moonstone and the two best adults. Like Lynn has left her sister um, completely vulnerable. And she's taken the adult with the car and the compassion. And she's gotten herself the grave digger who has all of the information and they are just full speed ahead on this adventure. And Kelly is fully kidnapped with absolutely none of the advantages of the other sister. Except that she's like with grownups. A part of me was like, I know these are supposed to be bad, but at least she's not just like with fully like strangers she met like, I don't know. It's like her aunt and her aunt's butler. A part of me was like never that worried for Except Kelly. the whole car ride back to the house. The aunt's like, I'm going to boil you alive. I'm going to do this. Yeah, it's really good. There is a moment where I literally chuckled where she's like, God, you are so cranky. You need to get a life. And it's pretty great. It's like pretty great. Not because whichever one of them delivered it is so good but it was just written funny and it and it is funny when she's like not afraid of her aunt she's just like you're fucking crazy old bat you're You're too extra yeah it's like dial it back (laughs) and um at this point lynn and her friends have gotten inside the house with the moonstone she's upstairs in the attic aunt sophia and um 
Aunt Sophia and Kelly and the butler are only behind them because there's a flat tire, which seemed again, like just a necessary, like plot point. But, um, you basically learn from talking to Sophia that it is about a fella that they lived in peace, essentially, even though she had the moonstone and she was doing evil spells and all this stuff, they basically lived in peace until she met a man. And that was like too much for Aunt Agatha. She couldn't handle it. She cast a spell. See, I feel like this part is the part where I was like, I just straight up don't know what's going on. Like, these are not young women. Like, these are like, like, like old women, like, yeah, elderly, middle-aged women, right? And they've been living together in, you know, like basic harmony. You know what I mean? Like kind of great gardens. Well, who's moving out of that house? I'm not moving out of that house. You can move out of that house. But it's like. That one twin's not nice and one twin is nice, but they're clearly like living together fine. The nice twin has not left, has not made a life for herself up until she is like literally elderly. And then we get to the point where she tries to leave and the evil twin like literally just doesn't want her to. Is like, no, you have to stay here with me. And I was like, okay, so one, why have you not left yet? Like if your twin is so evil, why are you still living in this house with her as a sister? You must know that she's a witch. You talk about it. So you must know about the moonstone. Um, and then now we have this moment of like sisterhood, um, even though it's obviously like bad, like she's still evil and she traps her sister in a mirror. Like it comes from a point of like, I don't want you to leave me. So there's like some sort of sister familiarity between the two of them. And I just was like, I just don't understand this movie now, like, why are they together for so long? If one of them is so evil, she like boils children and takes cold baths. And like, why is one of them sisterhood? So good? Yeah. Sisterhood, yeah. Yeah, but like, like they can't quit I each other. Hang out with you. But it <laughs> is like a weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing of twindom where it's like they have no choice but to be forever attached, and it's like that. It doesn't really make sense, and that's only really the concept of sisterhood and tw- and twindom as a child understands it that they will sort of like be stuck together forever, live together. If one of them falls in love, like, no, they can't because it, like that obviously yeah, is not like a jealousy about the man. And then, yeah. But Can I the, say, then the question that I have about this scene is that then with like the way that the movie ends, I'm like, why do we have this scene where the evils, where there's like, where they're living together. You know what I mean? Like they have lived their full lives together in this house up until this man comes and she's like, I'm going to run away with him. Like, and then we end the movie and then like, I guess we can talk about it when we get to it, get to it. But it's like, this is the scene where I was like, the ending doesn't really make sense now that we've thrown this scene in here. I was legitimately sad when they do the reveal, when they do the flashback and, and and Cloris Leachman comes in as good aunt Sophia saying, I've fallen in love. I'm going to leave. And the man that she's with is the butler. Yeah. I was like, okay, there, I, they had got me. I was like, <laughs> now, you know, you remember, I said, remember earlier, she doesn't pay him. He's not just like a sort of like nameless crony as they have you believe for most of the movie. This is a like lifelong, you know, indentured servitude that he's sort of like a sentence that she's handed him for falling in love with her sister. So, you know, that Sophia's in the mirror. It's a punishment for Sophia. And it's like a sense of control for the, for Agatha, but it's also, it's horrible. And it's like the second you see him in the flashback, you understand what's happened. Yeah. It's honestly, I was like, this is like you said, like kind of Lynchian where it's like, yeah, 
this is messed up. Like she's, yeah. she's messed up. She's messing with this. And dude. you already she's think, you know, this Sophia. character she's messed up in her brain. You, you already think, you know, this character, the Butler from the very beginning of the movie. And now the whole thing is sort of like, it was like illuminated and it's chilling. I <laughs> is that crazy it to is. say? It, is. it was fucking chilling. I was like, okay, I'm it getting it. A layer of like, I'm trying to think of how to say it of like. It was the most like, this is almost a movie moment. Yeah. For me. Great. So True. this is when sort of like the, the twist in the crux of the issue is like revealed to us. And now we're like, okay, we got tracked in this mirror. We got to get Aunt Sophia out of this mirror. Um, so. Lynn's already upstairs talking to good Aunt Sophia. Now we're back in the 90s. We're in regular times. Kelly and the butler and Aunt Agatha come home. Uh, and uh, now they've got to get... Aunt Sophia tells, um, tells Lynn that she can't do it alone. She can't do the yeah. spell alone. She needs both twins. Yeah. What a catch, right? She's like, God, there's a lot of pieces to this Rubik's Cube. Ellen's like, damn. So they come home. Uh, they got the whole host of characters in the house at this point. You've got Mr. N is turned into the crow. You've got the grave digger. Um, and there's a standoff on the stairs, basically. She knows she can't do the spell without Kelly. There's kind of a funny moment where I wrote, LOL, I'm Kelly, because Gloria Leachman mixes up the girls. And she's like, I'm <laughs> Kelly. And it like really takes you out of the drama for a moment. I thought it was funny, whoever wrote it. This is the point in the movie, though, now that they've kind of outsmarted her, they're up the stairs, they've got all the elements that they need. And before they kind of like do this ritual required to free Aunt Sophia, they look at each other and say, like, I just want you to know, like, I do like being a twin. I'm sorry for what I said before. These bitches are crazy yeah, and we are nothing like them. I would never fuck I with it you. Was so cute when like um, one of them, I don't even know, goes, I don't even mind being a twin that much. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, do you want to know the straight ass truth <laughs> after like, all this? Yeah. I was just cooking up some drama. Like it's kind of tight most of the time. <laughs> so here's the like bait and switch. They get all the way up there. They have all the pieces against insurmountable odds. And Sophia lets them know while the literal like toll of midnight is chiming, she can't tell them the incantation they need to say. It needs to come from the heart, which is just so like, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I literally, this moment would be like, bitch, you're staying in there. You deserve to stay in there. But do you know how how long it took? And Sophia is not a witch. It got done to her. And I guess she was like, that shit is coming from the heart. Let me (laughs) tell you that is straight from the witch's heart. So she knows. But so here's the bait and switch. And Agatha makes it up the stairs. She says, ha, 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 you couldn't do it. You ran out of time. You didn't do the incantation right. And Sophia's still in the mirror. Now it's past midnight. Doesn't matter what happens. You she's know, you'll have lost. She's dollhouse as she like Yeah, she's <laughs> feeling confident. She's, she's feeling chilling. good. She's, uh, you know, she's on the up. And then they sort of look at each other and, you know, in the vein of what we were just saying, I love you. Um, I love being a twin i wouldn't give you up i'd never betray you whatever they say and the whole house shakes and the magic comes to life and agatha realizes oh my god something's happening it's working and sophia steps out of the mirror and basically they reveal that they set the clock back or forward five minutes so it's not midnight yet they were able to do the trick here's my question though in watching it pretty carefully they don't seem to like ascertain new information from Aunt Agatha once she thinks it's past midnight. Like the whole bait and, bait and switch would work if it was like 
past midnight, you miss your windows over forever. And she's like, ha ha ha. Now I can tell you that the incantation is actually, and they're like, gotcha, bitch. We fucked with the clocks. You're dumb. You need to get your like Apple watch, like in tow right now, because okay, I also was like, it's so nineties that she had to turn that back she had to turn one, back clock, and they don't know what time it is. And no yeah. one knows what time also, it is. Also like those clocks would be exact anyway. If you're shit, if you're science, if your potions and magics and spells need to be relent on, on like rely, depend on atomic clock in there. <laughs> yeah. What? And they're like, Oh, it's like, could be four or five minutes off. Remember? I remember the also, days like, of like after school like, activities. Wind. Yeah, I remember the days of after school activities before we had a universal watch and it was like, yeah, roughly 10 <laughs> minutes around this time. But they just go, gotcha. And they still have just made up the thing it takes for that. They, they just bought, they didn't even buy themselves extra time. It's not like they got five extra minutes. It's not like they, you know, were able to pull anything out of evil Cloris Leachman when well, they had the five extra minutes to, to find out what was in their hearts and then they shared with each other that they it's don't not like extra minutes plan. though it's actually midnight so they bumped it up so to just trick her just so that she'd think she'd won and she hadn't it was it didn't make yeah. any sense they didn't actually have any extra time it's but it's, she's not chasing them anymore because she thinks she's won I guess that's barely. I mean, all they had to do was have Cloris Leach them, give them something they didn't have before midnight that they can now use now that it's actually midnight. And they just didn't do it. It was just a trick. And it's actually, we have five more minutes. It was strange. Didn't well, work honestly, that well. Just like skip the whole thing and on the last chime, have them figure it out. And she gets Yeah, out. and say they love each other like on the last chime, which just seemed like what they were doing. It's weird. Yeah, I see what you're saying where it's like it doesn't actually matter. Although it's like she did have time to kind of like, I don't know, I guess like the pressure is off. Because I it's guess like, it seems like they're able they're, to like really clear their head anymore. and save shit from their heart. Yeah. yeah. But but so here's the ultimate ending. You know, Sophia's free and, and they put Aunt Agatha in the mirror, which I didn't like. This is I've forgotten that that's how it ends up. It's like. Honestly, even Cloris Leachin should see the inside of a jail cell. Like, I don't like that she's in the mirror forever. It's like she fully kept someone captive against their will in her attic. Leave all the magic shit out of there. The cops don't give a shit anyway. They don't give a shit either way. Yeah, but they going to believe. But 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 she held someone against their will. And yeah, like, I want to be like, this is a very um, bad, dangerous person. She kidnapped the man. The butler. Yeah. Yeah. Her man's too. And basically she's given like a fantasy sentence which is pretty bad as they go i will say but it's like See, i have kind of the opposite reaction because of the scene that i was talking about earlier where it's like there's a um they give you that scene where it's like she doesn't hate being a twin as much as she says you know what i mean she doesn't want her twin to leave she traps her there so that she's not alone she's upset when she cuts off her braid i was like there's like some a few moments of like full um like twin compassion coming at, not compassion, but like mm, humanity, I guess, like coming out of Aunt Agatha. And for a children's movie, I'm surprised we didn't like attempt some sort of like older twin reconciliation. We were like, no, that twin's just literally evil. Or like, yeah, it seems like you're everything's and it's like leaving there where it's like, I didn't want to lose old. you. Yeah. I didn't want to, I was jealous of you. I should have. And it's just like, literally at the end of it, one aunt was always bad. Like one aunt was always evil. Like just was like one aunt was evil and one was good. Doesn't seem again, like the story you want to be. Want to tell kids. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then like fucking sometimes your sister can just be evil. <laughs> yeah. And then you just kill her. You just kill her. <laughs> just kill her. Everyone's better off. <laughs> and and Eric McCormick, mom and dad come running in and now <laughs> evil Anne, who they saw literally same day or, or yesterday, you know, the day before yes. and the good aunt they haven't seen in seven years. Suddenly they're replaced. They've swapped. And she's like, yes, she had to go away on a long trip. And it's like, again, with this long journey thing, no problem eating that up. No immediate questions for Aunt Sophia. Well, where have you been? It's so crazy to see you. I have questions about this journey that Aunt Agatha's on. It seems like you guys really like your like isolating long-term vacation. Yeah. Do you have a home somewhere? Like None of that. Home? And again, it's like, no wonder these kids were like, mom and dad won't get it. They're stupid. It's like, mom and dad are stupid and they honestly don't get it. <laughs> and Cloris Leachman knows it. And that's why she was like, here's a bullshit tale. She's, I was gone and now she's gone. When it's like, I feel like anybody would be like, there is some split personality situation going on in this attic. Like this is one woman with one face. Yeah, exactly. If I'm mom, I'm like, something is fucking up. This is insane. Who, what adult elderly woman takes family members of her for the evening without like clearing it with the parents of, it's just like everything about it. Family members she has never met before, has not met in seven years. Which is again, all of these concerns can be chalked up to like, it was the nineties. Parents just did not know where their kids were. (laughs) Like I like honestly believe that it's like a buy is you, you could buy it for the time that they were like, Oh yeah. That like estranged aunt, like she does have a big house. They like went to find her, but they do a nice wrap up thing where each of the girls gets like two minutes, which each each of their sort of like, you know, uh, their, their motley crew, their like band of friends that help them. Um, you know, there's a strange full circle moral for Mr. N who their homeless black friend who now realizes that friends are but worth money. Than money. Worth it. yeah. It's, and they've taught him this lesson that like, it's dark. These two blonde so seven-year-olds dark. have this now whole- made him a smarter, better, uh, character. They've improved his character. Um, but it is like them trying to wrap up that, like, you do, don't judge like, a book by its cover sort of strange thing where it's like you can find no, it was friends in unexpected places of Oz, where it was like the grave digger got to be brave and the clown got yeah. to like have a sense of self-worth thank and, you for acknowledging my wizard of oz yeah it, honestly yeah, hit it, it alluded right heavily heavily yeah i wasn't mad about it like honestly if they had done it better and in the way that wasn't wildly offensive i'm like about it i'm not mad about coincidences but agreed totally agreed um, um i will also say i did like the throwaway line by Anne sophia where she was like y'all can come over whenever this is your house as much as it is mine we're all a family now and i was like oh, okay so we're going to be hanging out with grave digger we're going to be well, hanging yeah, out with then, like the out final with scene they're sort of like so we can get that loan right and she's like, sure, sure, sure. She gets George back. That's very nice. They're making out. Drew the true George is the true heart of the whole movie. <laughs> and um, but I'm like, if I'm MK and A, I'm like, I'm moving into this house, right? Like that's what I would be angling for, this big ass house. They, the band can have our house. Have you seen our house? <laughs> no, but and then, their heights are marked against the wall and the heights of their dog. True. I forgot that that the they wall. literally can never move leave that house. I love, love, love. They go, we've lived here since we were young. And they're seven like, now. <laughs> yeah. So today. 
And the final scene there in the attic, they're sweeping up evil Cloris Leachman, you know, the scraps mirror. in the mirror. They, they've shattered the mirror. They, they sweep her up into scraps. They put her in the trash bin and they walk out of the attic, both carrying the wand. And again, like the, my last auto as this movie cl- closes, just like the blocking on this movie is so bizarre. They were like, now each of you put a hand on the wand and walk, swing your sway your arms as you exit. And it's just like so awkward, so strange. But they're wearing different outfits for the first time in the whole movie. Oh, my God, Jay. Uh, You're always picking up on these details. Totally. They finally have their sense of individualism. Identities. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, that's a wrap. That's (laughs) the film. That's That's like, there it is. You know, I personally, I thought it was insane. I thought I enjoyed it at parts like I almost got it. Like it wasn't there for me. I'm going to get it out of 10. I got to give it knowing what's to come. I got to honestly give it three, maybe four haunted mirrors <laughs> out of 10. You know, I'm going to give it like related, uh, like three out of four at uh, three out of 10 liquidated moonstones in the attic, you know? Three out of ten. I can see three out of ten. I had. I feel like uh, matching were, scrunchies. Matching scrunchies. Three out of ten uh, hair waves on your full length, <laughs> straightened hair. Um, because the Austin twins are known for having the like weird crimps at the top of their hair and then like straight the rest of the way down. Don't no, didn't know they were known for that. Had never noticed it. Have never heard of it before. Yeah, ready for a holiday in the sun. <laughs> three out of um, ten hair crimps. Um, here's what I would say. Um, I don't ever want to watch it again. I never want to watch it again. I agree. Um, I, since I was already watching it, there were a few moments where I was like, all right, like, okay. Like I see what we've done here. Cloris Leachman was like, give it to me in this point on twin scene. I see what we've done here is basically the summary of like, I'm getting it. it. Yeah. I will say the one part of it that I feel like was just good is, uh, the soundtrack in the first scene, the, hol- the like Halloween party scene was like fully vibing. I Halloween fully scene. kept expecting like their friends from Full House to show up. Like I was <laughs> like, where's like the Torkelson kid? Where's Taj, Taj Maori? Like they had friends that were consistent recurring characters on Full House that I was like truly they're waiting here. to show up in those scenes and did not. And then again, I'm just going to shout out the turtle transformation scene. Oh, again, yeah, we glossed right over it, but Cloris, angry Cloris Leachman turns, turns the, um, the gravedigger and their clown friend into, God, we really, we talked about how awful it was, uh, his positioning in this film, and we did not bother to learn his character's name. Um, they turn him into turtles, and coming out of it, they physical, they, he did a real physical, physical acting. He does it, was good. Good. it was good, it was good. Was, it was I good. Was also, the shocked. reveal that the butler was in love with Aunt Sophia has got to be, that's got to be my Honestly, favorite. That's going to be the Leachman moment. was like doing her part. So I think we do two things at the end of these. I think we say our favorite moment that was just insane and awful and stupid and just bizarre and ridiculous. And we say our favorite, if this movie was trying to be a movie, this is the moment where it's almost a movie. Mm-hmm. And for me, the latter starting at the end, I've addressed so moving to me the reveal that aunt george the butler was in love with aunt sophia and trying to take her away and he's serving mm-hmm. out his punishment that's the it's almost a movie the this movie's so ridiculous i like 
legitimately I don't know it's too hard probably the turtles most of it the rest of it <laughs> the rest of it the rest of it yeah uh, they're also like oddly rude to adults throughout the entire movie like yeah it's strange like my ass would get so kicked <laughs> yeah I would say the whole part with the grave digger at the beginning where it's like where is any of this information coming from why do the girls look okay, so yeah. bored like that's, that's your like where this it's is like, my wild ass like this was not it this was not yeah. a movie <laughs> yeah um and then I would agree the Cloris Leachman scene um honestly just the two I, just the two twins talking to each other you're like there's clearly some history here we've got like this man coming in there's like clearly some like real emotion going on and that real is too strong but yeah. there is an attempt <laughs> at emotion in that scene that makes it um more of a movie scene than the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah I agree This episode of Second Showing is produced, recorded, and mixed by Connor Riley and Jordan Riley. Art by Connor Riley and music by Lee Roseberry. Double Double Toil and Trouble is property of Dual Star Entertainment Group. It was written by Jurgen Wolf and directed by Stuart Margolin. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Second Showing Pod. And if you're a fan of Second Showing, please leave a review. 